Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Cast Brothers, the Smash Brothers podcast that literally nobody listens to and wishes would stop existing. And to be honest, I don't blame them. I am Zantok, always known as Lister. Of course, as always, we got here Jono, always known as Jonathan. And then we have TurboTaxer, the man who can tell you what a Juniper and a Rory taste like. What that is, you'll have to ask him yourself. What's up, guys? Uh, what would a world populated by clones of you be like? Horrible. I mean, I feel like shit would get done more. There'd be a little, like, there'd be some chaos, but it'd be organized chaos. Like, mm-hmm. there, there'd at least what, be more, uh, there'd at least be spreadsheets telling people how and what to do. Very true. Everybody would play Final Fantasy fourteen, and everybody would watch this podcast. That's definitely not true. I do not watch this podcast. <laughs> what? What? I can't watch my own content. Fuck that. Besides, I was there. Why would I watch it? Why do I need to hear myself? No. God, no. Fuck that. Self-improvement? Self-improvement on talking to the internet? No. Yeah. No, watch yeah. yourself do a sport that's recorded and try to see, like, or, like, a fight that you were in. Try to see what mistakes you made, how you can move. That's one thing. How could I improve talking? Enunciation. Fuck you. How's that for enunciation, motherfucker? much better. You're Don't already die. improving, Gold Star. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> for legal reasons, that is my Trevor, everyone would know how to walk back and forth on a race platform. If there were more better. Trevors, everybody would play Earthbound. If there were more Trevors, Earthbound and Mother would be respected series in this timeline. Mother but, 3 would have been Okay, that, that's asking too much from the timeline. We're never getting Mother 3. I mean, obviously, we're, like, in the darkest timeline right now, so, like... Just I mean, if we were in the non-darkest timeline, we could have got it. We I mean, Reg- got it. Reggie has said that it almost happened a couple times. But mm-hmm. uh, things came up, and it just kept getting pushed off. Well, I mean, Benefer is supposed it, to bring us he, back to 2004. If Iwata hadn't died, we likely would have it. Damn it. Because they wanted to make just it happen. another reason why... I would another like... reason why him being dead is bad. Yes. Yeah. But, eh, he's done a lot for this world. There's a lot of people that shouldn't be dead. There's a lot of people that should be dead. Like This me. is very true. Let's go down the list. This is the episode. Trevor, do you read the Iwata What's the name of the, of the CEO for Activision Blizzard? Uh, uh, Jerkhole uh, McJerkface? Yeah, that one. Put them uh, on the list. Wobby. Ooh, that guy does not look like a friend. He is, uh... Looks right. like someone who would have terrorized Macaulay Culkin as a young boy. At best. Well, anyway. speaking of that... <laughs> so... Let's get talking about shit that's not dumb. Smashtopia Showcase is what we like to do at the start of Smashtopia Oh my episodes. god, now, I just remembered the podcast that we were I was about to... I guess, okay, well, I was going to call it him first, but I guess we're going to jump to one of mine first. 
Cool. That's fine. So the one, the thing that I'm going to talk about first for our Smashtopia showcases is uh, this one. This is an item that I, I want to make an item for this series. And I was just like, what the fuck can you even do with this series? And I was just scrolling through things like, all right, we're going to make something stupid. And this is the Falcon Mark II from the F-Zero. Specifically, uh, it first appeared in F-Zero yes. Maximum Velocity. It's the F-Zero machine that is piloted by Kent Akechi, uh, who claims to be the son of Captain Falcon. So the Falcon M2, it's one of the big old F-Zero machines. How the fuck does this work as an item? You, you are likely wondering. Well, to that I say, are you familiar with the bullet bill item? How you pick it up and then you just use it in a direction or just turns you into a bullet bill and fires you in a direction? Well, that's not how this works. But it is similar. So the Falcon M2 will appear on the stage as a small to scale model of the actual Falcon M2. Kind of like, you know, people make model ships and whatnot. Uh, as an item, you can just pick it up and you just throw it somewhere once you're ready to use it. Wherever the thing lands after being thrown, it will disappear. And after a couple seconds pass, the actual Falcon M2 F-Zero machine will speed to the stage and cause heavy damage to and knockback to anything in a line. Uh, it, the Falcon M2 is roughly about the size of Bowser and it flies in the direction the model was thrown. So if you throw it downwards, then the actual machine will come flying downwards. If you throw it to the right, it'll fly from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Simple enough. An item from the F-Zero series. Never thought it'd happen, did you? I know Jono had a what the fuck whenever I showed it to him <clears> the first time. That was pretty interesting, yeah. It's, uh, I, I like it, you know. The F-Zero version of the bullet bill works a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, it's simple and effective, and once again, just, just tapers on our, our meager and effect hopes and dreams for F-Zero to be revived one day, which won't ever happen, so yeah. fears. It's a, it's a cool item. It's a cool item. I like it. Getting well, some nods from the, the Trevor Gallery over here. I just wish we had more yep. F-Zero. I mean, we got the 64 game yep. to play, but just... Wait, what do you mean the 64 game I like play? that, yeah. Um, it NSL. should be coming out on the uh, Switch. Oh, it's, it's coming out on NSL. Okay, I thought you were talking about the SNES version, which is on uh, NSL. I gave that one a shot. Oh. It was bad. It was not fun! <laughs> I'm hoping I, the later ones are better. I died a lot in that one, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I it, hear yeah. that GX is really, really good. Yeah. Maybe and I've played... We should do an episode like we did the Star Fox one. We're just like, okay, guys, how do we revive F-Zero? Now that'd yeah. be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be. Captain Falcon Dating Simulator. You also need to introduce a gotcha system for racers. And uh, and half of them are waifus, yes. Just like Xenoblade 2. Yes. Exactly. You exactly. get it. I do introduce, get it. Uh, yeah, half of them are waifus, and the second half of them are all just Dysengen. I was going to say they're all Captain, <laughs> all Captain Falcon clones. Oh. Captain Eagle. Yeah. Captain what, what Eagle, Captain Falcon, Captain T-Hawk. It's just T-Hawk mm -hmm. from Street Fighter, but in Captain Falcon's suit. It's a crossover oh. event, guys. Yeah, it's like James McCloud all over again. Mm 
a, a good like maybe quarter of the men on that on that roster anyway basically already are Captain Falcon clones. So just keep on going. I mean, Kent Takechi, Rick Wheeler, mm-hmm. Blood Falcon, mm-hmm. Blood Falcon, uh-huh. uh, Black yeah. Shadow. Mm-hmm. Many of characters that just look like him, like the guy with the green helmet, whose name I can't remember. Super Arrow, others, Phoenix. Phoenix and QQQ. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Check them out on the Smashtopia wiki. Yeah. Speaking of, John, what is your first Smashtopia showcase today? Well, you know what they say back in uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, it's a common phrase that they say is, things are about to get boggly. In the woods. <laughs> okay. As a part of the uh, Smashed. Topia 365 project that I'm committing to this year. One of your requests for me was a Boggly Woods from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which was a fun old time. Took a little while to churn out. You know, now we're on, now we're kind of on a stage groove now with with Smash Topias, which I'm enjoying, and Boggly Woods kind of helped usher that in. Uh, so this is Jono's stage era of Smash Topia 365, and it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, so it's the Boggly Woods, the the place you know and love. Where Madame Flory lives in a not little one of the favorite house. chapters in the game for most and people. A... Yeah, it's an interesting time. The Boggly Tree is not there. Yeah, um, that was a pointed choice. Uh, we decided to kind of just make it that initial area where you're actually in the woods, and and so I framed it like a diorama kind of, uh, where you know on, on either side and and in the foreground and the background you're seeing like different colored foliage and and uh like punies running around that don't affect the battle to kind of make it feel like this is a paper world this is a this is a fun time um so generally it's it's about the size of battlefield um slightly longer there's three central platforms uh that are held up by tree branches there's a bunch of trees in the background um and throughout the match uh the wind will blow uh, hello, Flurry, uh, prompting the trees to kind of shimmy around and they shift into new positions and move the platforms into different positions too. They can be in traditional layouts, they can be stilted in all sorts of random arrangements. So it, it uh, freshens things up a little bit. Um, along those lines, the uh, the floors will also shift colors like they do in the Bogley Woods in the game between like green and purple, blue, pink. Uh, so the floor will occasionally move like a conveyor belt, bring you one way or the other uh, in, in for, for set periods of time. Uh, also, occasionally, our friends the Piders, which are spiders without an S, will, will come on down between the tree lines and you can smack them into opponents by hitting them and uh, cut down their webs and make them crawl around. That's kind of it. it it's a good old... Good old time with our friends in the Boggly Woods. New Mexico is proud. Uh, as you mentioned, Boggly Woods is one of the ones that I put in a request for you to do. Because I, I give you a lot of requests to just like give you some things that you may not have thought yeah. about doing. And I picked Boggly Woods because mm-hmm. when people think about like Sage Storm Thousand Year Door, everybody says Glitz Pit. If they don't say Glitz Pit, they say Rogue Port. Mm-hmm. If they don't say Rogue Port, they say the XS Express. And it's like, all right, I want to give something that wasn't one of those. Nobody really likes the Bobby Woods chapter. So like, oh, you know, that could be funny. And also just like the general aesthetic of it and the poonies. I thought 
that would kind of speak to you as like something that's kind of like a new thing to to work in because it's a very yeah. different looking place from the rest of the game. Yeah, the, the, it looks great. It's it's a cool looking area. So great. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Good old, good old Punio, Punio, whatever you want to call him. Puni, Punio, Punia, Petunia, the Puni Elder. They're all there. Puni Elder is what they called me in high school. Oh, dear. Well, speaking of characters that aren't yet in high school, I think, pretty sure they're not. I don't know. Trevor may have to uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Because this character is going to be an Earthbound character that I've got for you, Trevor. It's, I picked them today because I know you're a huge fan. Uh, you know, previously on the podcast, we had you on. We made a move for uh, Porky and his big old spider mech. Uh, and then also on the wiki, I made a move for Nintin uh, a couple years back, which was very much based off of Ness. But I gave him a few things that would be different just so we didn't have him be, you know, kind of like how Fox, Falco, and Wolf are. They're, they're all fucking the same character. That made this yeah. be a little bit different. But this character, this character is another one of the party members from Earthbound. And you might be thinking, wouldn't they be difficult to do because all their moves are just the same moves that Ness uses? I was like, yes, but actually. Let's talk about Paula for a second, shall we? All right. So Paula is the main PSI user. Uh, well, the main damage-using PSI user in Earthbound. And all of Ness's attacks in Smash, he stole from her, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So, Paula, I'm just going to try and make this as quick as I can, because you know characters have a lot of things to talk about. But her entrance, she uses teleport, and she appears in like a shower of sparkles and kind of like twirls in place when she appears. Kirby hat is obviously, you know, the blonde hair and the red bow on top. Taunts, her up taunt is a fun one. Uh, she's going to face the screen and kind of like concentrate as a thought bubble will cover a thought bubble appears above her head with the NES sprite of the face of one of the many characters from Earthbound in it. So you could see, you know, Ness, Jeff, or Pooh. You could see the Hint Man, Everdread, the Photo Man. Why not? They just appear really quickly in a thought bubble because, you know, Paula's thinking about them. Uh, her down taunt, you know, her bow kind of like fall out of place a little bit and she just reaches back up to fix it. And then her side taunt brings out the teddy bear item that she starts out the game with. I think that's yeah, she, she's such a teddy bear, I believe. Uh, and yeah, she kind of yeah. just gives it a great big old hug before she gets back into the battle. Like, she needs a little reassurance because things are messy Aww. in Smash. Oh, Yeah. Uh, for her victory poses, uh, for the first one, she has one where she'll face towards the screen. And she'll do a little, just a simple curtsy and nod her head at the player. Her, sector, her second victory pose uh, will be her spinning around as she holds the teddy bear by both arms as if she was dancing with it. <laughs> and then her third one... Uh, we'll be seeing with her with using holding onto her frying pan, and she just taps on the ground a couple times before she takes a couple practice swings with it, like it's a baseball bat. She learned that from Ness, you know. That's fun. So here's the thing with her special moves. Ness uses, you know, as we know, PK Flash, PK Fire, PK Thunder, and PK Shield. So Paula uses PK Fire, PK Shield. PK Thunder and PK Freeze. Because she actually has Freeze, one of her moves, instead of Flash. But I made her use all those same moves in different ways than what Ness uses them as. Oh. So it's the same So Ness learned how to use them one way, but Paula is a master of these moves. So she can use them a bit more creatively than what Ness can do. So her standard oh. special is PK Fire. 
Uh, she's going to hold up both of her hands to either side of her as she creates a small stream of fire that extends from her hands in both directions. So it hits to, bo to both sides of her. Uh, it doesn't go out too far. It's mainly just a melee range kind of a move, though. Uh, for, for her side special, it's PK Freeze. She will throw out, essentially, a bladed snowflake that soars through the air in kind of like a, a lazy fashion, kind of like a Duck Hunt's Discus move. Uh, if it hits a fighter or other such obstacles, it will burst out into a snowflake-shaped burst of ice energy that damages anybody in the blast. Mm -hmm. uh, for her up special, this is going to be where we're a little bit wild. PK Shield is her up special. What? Yeah. How? What? What? How does this work? Let me tell you. So, a blue transition barrier appears underneath Paula as she uses it to create a barrier between her and the ground. This barrier pushes her up into the air because the barrier is just like, it's like, oh, I'm standing on the ground? Barrier forms. Oh, no, I'm not. So the barrier is essentially it protects her from the ground, essentially is what I'm going for here. So it's just kind of like right. shoots her up into the air. Uh, as, this, as this happens, you know, the barrier still forms around her entirely. And so she, it's, this is essentially a, a counter like shield as she jumps up into the air. So she can reflect projectiles during the jump. Oh, like I said, Ness learns how to do these things, but Paula is a master of them. So she's a little bit more creative. That's fun. That's mm. fun. And as we all know in Smash Bros, a gravity is definitely the ultimate enemy. So, of course, she'd want to be protected from the ground, right? Exactly. Uh, for her down special, this is going to be where PK Thunder comes in. Uh, she's going to create a small sparkling orb of energy that hangs in place in the air. Just kind of like sticks here. It will exist for a maximum of five seconds. At which it just fizzles out. But if an opponent gets within range of the electric orb... It will expand out and damage anyone nearby with a strong electrical attack. So it starts out like small, but if you go like get near it, poof, explodes. It's a trap. Ooh. Yeah. That seems like it has so many applications in terms of uh, playing professionally, like setting up combos or setting up something to get somebody stuck into that and resetting mm -hmm. things. That that seems crazy. Make the trap throw somebody into it. Oh, man. Exactly. Cool. Uh, skipping the final smash, her extra skill is offense up. Fairly simple. Uh, a red field of energy will surround Paula as she channels the psychic capabilities of offense up. And for the next four seconds, she has a 1.5 times boost to the strength of all of her attacks. But once the effect fades away, she can't use it again for another for 10 seconds. Her final smash is Prey. Now, Turbo, as you know, Prey is kind of weird throughout most of Earthbound. It's just, like, random shit. And is largely not something you really want to do when you just use PK Thunder. Yeah. But then it gets to the final boss fight, where Prey is essential. And if you don't do it, you can't win. That's what this final smash is based off of. And for this one, I'm going to read this in its entirety. Paula will bow her head in prayer as a flash of pink energy starbursts out around her in a large radius. If any opponents are hit by this attack, they'll find themselves dragged away into a cinematic. 
In this cinematic Final Smash, the opposing fighters will be trapped in an area which looks like some kind of strange extra-dimensional landscape with a cosmos above their heads. Paula can be seen off in her own area, continuing to pray. As this occurs, 8-bit flashes of memories and characters will be seen cheering Paula on in the background, and as each group of characters flashes up on the screen, an effect will occur in the extra-dimensional plane affecting the opposing fighters. As the cinematic plays out, a rendition of Earthbound's 8 melodies can be heard. Here are the flashes and their effects. Number 1. A vision of Apple Kid and Dr. Antonuts will appear next to a group of Mr. Saturns. A meteor shower made up of Mr. Saturns will rain down from the sky and slam to the fighters. Number 2. A vision of the Runaway Five will appear playing at the club. With the effect of the Runaway Five will drive through the cosmos and crash their van into the fighters. Number 3. Paula's mother and father can be seen at their home, wishing their daughter well, which has the effect of a heart-shaped blast of pink energy which will explode around the fighters. Number 4. Tony, Jeff's friend, will appear at the orphanage taking care of the other kids. As this occurs, a lightning storm will rain down from the sky, electrocuting the fighters. Number 6. Pooh's master will be seen in Dalam, meditating alone in a room, causing a blizzard to roll in from the side, freezing the fighters in place. Number six, Frank Fly is seen on his motorcycle, leading his gang on a race on the highway, which has the effect of a blaze of fire erupting below the fighters. Number seven, Ness's mother is seen petting their dog King as Tracy opens the door and walks inside their home. A howl is heard as King appears to lead a pack of animals to stampede over the fighters. Number eight, darkness swallows up what would have been the eighth vision as Paula looks troubled and uneasy. No further damage is up to the fighters, and they look relieved, as if they think they're safe. And then finally, number nine, Ness, Jeff, and Pooh all make their appearance at the end, cheering on Paula to victory as they shout her name. Paula's eyes will snap open as she deals the final attack herself, causing a beam of rainbow energy to erupt from her hands, which blasts into the fires and sends them flying through a rip in the extra-dimensional plane and back into the Smashless fight, where the force of her final attack knocked them all away from her. Wow. Now that is uh, pretty cool. Oh, I do a lot of research for that part to make it as, oh, yeah. uh, as accurate as possible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's amazing, Lister. Holy cow. Gotta do it. Nothing else made sense. Uh, any other things about Paula I have? Uh, all her costumes are just simple recolors. So, you know, blue, green, red, orange, purple, whatever. But her home stage is Tucson. Uh, which is a stage that I did when we did our big stages episode back in season one. Uh, that was one of the ones I did mm -hmm. back then. And Everdread makes an appearance on that stage. So yeah, a place oh, yes. for Paula. Eventually, I want to do Jeff and Pooh as well, but, you know, time. Things, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, even if you're doing a Smash Kelpia submission for every day of the year, there's literally years left in the backlog that you can also do, and it oh, yeah. keeps growing, so it's just never going to get done. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yep. yep. Accurate. So, um, yeah, one of the most impressive Final Smashes on, on the uh, site, though. Um, very meticulously crafted. I, 
when I was making it, I wanted to make it a little bit different because I didn't. I literally, I did not like having the A section be nothing happens, but I figured out a mm-hmm. way that I was happy with it. Kind of like making the opponent think, like, wait, is it over? It am I am I safe? No, bitch. <clears throat> no, you're not. The one thing I had to change about it was because in in Earthbound when Prez used for the ninth time, it's the player who shouts out to the party, like the. They re- they realize that there's a player here guiding us, and I think they like shout out yeah, the name that you put in for the file or something, if I remember correctly. But obviously, I couldn't do that for Smash, mm-hmm. so I just made it be Nest, Jeff, and Pooh. They could just shout out Turbo Taxer. <laughs> no, nobody would. Kind of like how Smash no. GIF is uh, canonically tie the Tasmanian Tiger's home stage. True, true. It fly through sky. <laughs> it does, and it will very soon. Make that stage expedite it, uh, but that's not my final showcase for today. Tell uh, us. My final showcase for today is another request of listeners, actually from that same little request round of of, uh, of requests called uh, a, a good old buddy of ours named uh, Shahodun from you know the the epic one eyed <laughs> hero of. Dynasty Warriors fame and Romance of the Three Kingdoms fame. Uh, an ode to our old friend Nobusawa from Super Smash Brothers Mercurius, the haiku master, uh, who was obsessed with Dynasty Warriors and probably obsessed with Dynasty Warriors and every of, yeah. minor and terrible Fire Emblem character out there. Hey guys, yeah. do you want to make Musa for Lacane? No? Oh well. I wish he would have made one for like old Hubba if he were around a little longer. <laughs> Emperor Ionius. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he should. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Shahodun. It's, it's actually a, a cool. I, I had to do Dynasty Warriors or, Sam, or Samurai Warriors for Nobusawa. That just felt. Yeah. Right. It was the obvious choice. Right and obvious. Yeah. So we want Dynasty Warriors. Uh, I, I forget who the other character was from, from Samurai Warriors you gave me. I think it was Mitsuide Akechi or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, but I went this route because I think he was slightly more obsessed with Dynasty Warriors. And I was like, hey, this guy has a lot up his sleeves. He's a dual uh, scimitar wielder and, and has multiple other weapons you can pull from. So... Uh, let's just dive into it real quick. He has a horse. I, I do enjoy the idea of forcing mounted units on, on people in Smash. Uh, that and stance changes, I think, right? So, Shahodun uh, comes riding in on his horse and leaps off of it, ready for battle. Simple. Kirby, when he swallows this man, gets his hair... <laughs> and his beard and and his eye patch and it looks amazing. Uh-huh. Uh some of these taunts were were shifted around from from what Nobusawa had from Mercurius just a little bit using some epic dynasty warriors club quotes such as his up taunt. Shahodun readjusts his eye patch while saying with a lilt, "Don't be embarrassed because I have one eye." He wasn't embarrassed when he ate it on the battlefield, so. 
Well, simple enough, right? <laughs> I need a second after that one. Oh, boy. Is down taunt. Boy. Uh, he slips both of his scimitars back into their scabbards and scoffs at his foes like, <clears throat> His side taunt. Shaho Dun performs a series of impressive scimitar swings as he shouts, I cannot allow you to win. Okay, well, I can't allow you to win. Yeah. Uh, victory poses. Uh, Shahodun has his back turned towards the camera, his front only slightly in view as he is seen polishing his eye patch. Uh, he places it back over his head and turns slightly to stare towards the camera. Does he also eat his eye? That happened a long time ago. We worked it out in therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, number two, he swings both of his scimitars in unison, uh, kind of on the other side of him, so like, before resting in a stiff battle stance. And then this expressive quote, he says, My lord's road to conquest is not so fragile that a fool like you can damage it. Uh, that's another thing. He's obsessed with Cao Cao, his cousin, who, you know. Uh, and then thirdly, uh, Shahodun whirs in on his horse, galloping to the side of the camera as he swings his club downward. So a club is one of the other weapons he has in there. Spoiler alert. Getting into the specials. Uh, first special is the Muso Arrow. Uh, so he has this fairly large war bow, maybe the size of a harp. Uh, and he knocks an arrow out, um, into place and he shoots it out. And it's like a heavier arrow that travels similarly to Link's arrows. Uh, charged at midway, and it becomes a charge shot, so it's surrounded by a blue energy. And it travels straight, more like Pitt's arrows, and travels about as far as Final Destination. Uh, it's easy to telegraph, but it deals some good shield damage, just like Muso attacks do in, in Dynasty Warriors. Uh, a full charge will see the arrow become a Muso arrow, however, which is a gold energy arrow. And it knocks multiple enemies down in a focus attack-like stun, like Ryu's focus attack, all at once. So it goes bam, 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 straight through people. Uh, side special is Arrow Breaker. He can't break... I, I, maybe he can break his own arrows with this move. Let's see. So this is one of the ones that was adapted from Nobusawa's actual moveset uh, that he did for this character a long time ago. So cheers to salvaging anything Nobusawa ever did. Wow. Uh, we just lost yep. those of your. <laughs> this, uh, this. Brawlinator, we're counting on you. Uh, Shahodun performs an upwards or downwards slant thrust kick, uh, depending on controller input. If you connect with an opponent, he kicks them before grappling them and tosses them onto the ground with his foot. Uh, but he can also batter away several projectiles with this with this kick too. Uh, you know, so it's called arrow breaker for a reason. He can deflect most arrows, including his own and some other energy-based projectiles like Fox's Blaster, for instance, and right back to him with a kick. Uh, he'll either disarm it or dispel it, depending on the specific projectile. Uh, like, say, Mario's Fireball would probably be just disintegrated. Uh, the same can be said for most items. And then uh, as a grappling move, like a grab, it'll override shields when it's used. Uh, up special is the speed Muso. 
where uh, he swaps his scimitars out for a scythe. And he uh, flies upwards with, with multiple slices in the blink of an eye. And it can be stacked in any three times in any direction, like Pikachu's quick attack. Um, except he dishes out wind-based damage instead of electricity-based damages with, with the moves. Uh, gusts follow him as he dances upwards with, with the scythe. A uh, little bit of wind movement. That's about it. Down special is Renbu Club, where he takes out his Renbu Club, and uh, he he swings it around in like a 180-degree turn, so like around his torso like this, and then above his head, and he slams it onto the ground. Uh, really heavy attack, fairly simple. It, it kicks up dust and, and shrapnel from the ground that can... That can uh, like add rack up damage as well. Uh, it's similar to like Byleth's down special, uh, except with the initial come up, you're having this moment where he's able to deflect certain attacks too. Uh, Final smash is also something lifted from Nobusawa because it was a, uh, it is his finisher in Dynasty Warriors, so it makes sense. We Fair adapted enough. it. It has the catchy name, Phoenix Flying Death Destruction. Yes, I too had those thoughts when I was 13. So, uh... <laughs> Dun lifts both of his scimitars into the air in an X pattern, so, you know, uh, proclaiming, Now for some sport! <laughs> he then tosses each scimitar to his left or right. Um, they, they fly upwards in both directions, and if an opponent is caught by these scimitars, uh, they will return with the foes attached to them into into his hands. And uh, then he just slices them up. And as he's in, encouraging this combo, uh, the warrior's S kind of counter graphic appears as like 9,999 hits. And then as the move comes to an end, very importantly, he says, this fixes a path for Cow Cow's vision. <laughs> hmm. Extra skill. Shaho's steed. He whistles and his trusty horse returns to the fray. So, his extra skill allows him to ride his horse around the battlefield. Yes. Um, while he has less moves at his disposal while riding the horse, he's able to use variations of Muso Arrow and multiple standard attacks, uh, as well as his down special. Uh, at full speed, the horse can move roughly twice as much as his top speed on foot. Uh, opponents can knock him from off of the horse's back. Uh, but the horse also acts, acts like a damage sponge, kind of like Yoshi in Super Mario World. Uh, if he leaves the horse on stage without mounting it, so you have to actually jump up on the horse, it eventually leaves of its own, of course, but it follows him around for 10 seconds too, and it will kick opponents and trail him like Nana would. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. 10, ten second cooldown on that. Uh, unique traits. Shaho Dun can duck walk. Very important to put that in there. Uh, his ultimate costumes down. are based off of other... What was that? If you press down, you can do the duck walk. Just about. Yes, correct, Guanam. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Legend of Zelda The Faces of Evil? Heard of? Yes. Seen? No. Oh, it, we watched it's, all of it. It's uh, what Link says in the tutorial for it. 
If you press down, you can make me do the duck walk. <laughs> and his alternate costumes are based off of other generals and Dynasty Warriors. You've got your Cao Cao, you've got your Shao Yan, you've got your Guan Yu, your Guan Shu, Dong Shou, Cao Ren, Yan Wei, Shu Shu, and Chen Gong. Did I hear you say John Wayne? <laughs> I think he said Shen Gong. I, I swear I heard John Wayne at some point. If John Wayne were in here, I guess it would just be another nationalist. Jesus. Um, That'd be a stage? wild video game. What, what was that? What's the that would stage? be a wild video game. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and get, lastly... Just get a warrior sorry? game with like, all the Western uh, character stars from all those movies. Oh God! <laughs> All American yeah, warriors. Like yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh my God! Oh no! <laughs> Everything oh, stereotypical America, isn't it? I'm playing down the Walker Texas Ranger path, <laughs> and I'll be Woody. You got a friend in me. I'll be uh, a McDonald's cheeseburger. That is the main Our character. Is American. Yeah, it's actually the uh, the the crossover OC character. Oh, yeah. So that's how they're getting all the money to make Muso games. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Jonah. Would you say the uh, the home stage was for this guy? It is Hulao Gate, ah, where yes. which is the... not on the wiki yet. It is not on the wiki yet, no. But uh, it is the place where he famously loses his eye and then eats it. Okay. Maybe he's yeah. not over it it's, yet. It's going to be a good time. Alrighty then. Maybe well, there'll be a cinematic. Moving on yeah. to a character that doesn't eat his own eyeball. <laughs> Let's get into the character that we're actually here to discuss today. Uh, we said it Whoa. last episode. I mean, I don't know why I'm... I don't know why I always tease this because it's in the fucking title. But we're talking about Chrono today, from Chrono Trigger. I will say Chrono Cross, because that's the game I'm more familiar with. But Chrono, uh, you know, he, he starts out just like a simple kid. He's going to the fair. And then, hey, where'd the girl I was hanging out with go? That's weird. I'm gonna jump in that Traffing portal. All the time. And then all of a sudden he becomes a time-traveling hero. Who doesn't talk, because yeah. that was just the thing back then. Oh, you're the main character? You don't talk. Especially mm -hmm. in an RPG. And Chrono Trigger is considered to be one of the best RPGs of its time. Uh, so, oh, yeah. you know. We were, when we were talking about what Square Enix character we'd like to do, uh, we wanted to stay away from Final Fantasy because, well, they already have two in Smash. Even though, you know, we could have gotten a character that's not from Seven! Two... <laughs> We wanted to do a character from a series that hadn't been wrapped yet, and when it comes to the Square Enix, it pretty much came down to either doing Chrono or Lara Croft. Well, we popped it for Chrono. Mm -hmm. So we've got our three movesets here. Uh, we're going to talk about them all as we always do, and at a certain point, I'm going to start crying because it's always painful to start cutting things down, especially with the guests, because now we have triple the content. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm -hmm. We can do it, team. Sure. 
In that case, John, why don't you start us off with what your intro, your entrance animation is for our time traveling boy? Okay. Uh, speaking of time traveling, uh, in in Chrono Trigger, you travel through time gates at the portals that Lister just mentioned. Yep. Naturally, a time gate opens and Chrono leaps out from it. He's ready for battle. Done. Well, um, for my entrance animation, uh, a time gate will appear on the stage. Uh, as Crono time travels to the start of the match. And as Crono steps out of the time gate, it just closes behind him. Turbo. There you go. How does your time gate work? Ah, uh, see, <laughs> this is also how I had planned. I also thought about having him come out of a time gate and then having it slowly. But at, with the Mode 7 graphics that were distinctly Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. My, the vision I had is like, it's the 16-bit graphic time gate. Yeah, 100%. like, he, 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 as he's walking out, he's still 16-bit, and then oh. once he steps onto the stage, he sort of high-reses into uh, Smash form, was what I was thinking okay. of. Okay. I had so him disappear as his 3D jumped. form, but out of a 16-bit portal. I kind of like Trevor's idea because you can say that he himself, you know, it's a, it's an, ex, an expose on him. I'm traveling into becoming 3D. Fair enough. That's, I, a good... that's that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Got one point right out of the gate. The All right, gate. sweet. Uh, Kirby hat, always easy. Uh, so yep. it's gonna be his hair with the bandana, right? Specifically the the white band, not the yellow scarf. Is what I have to have. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I also included the eyebrows, but for oh, my God. idea. It, it's gotta be the I mean, too. I'm not opposed to that because Akiri Toriyama has very distinct character design, and the eyebrows are very mm -hmm. distinctly Akiri Toriyama. Oh yeah, Donna. Very distinct. Yeah, they're they are very distinct. Mildly ugly, but you know better than like the the gerbil creatures on the front of those children's books here in America. <laughs> um, yeah, getting into our taunts. Uh, Let's see, what's our first taunt today? Um, uh, well, first of all, I'm noticing that I spelled his I name with know. an H in the taunt, so I'm going to fix that in my notes real quick. It, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to do that. when the game is Chrono with C-H-R-O-N-O, but then the know, character right? is Chrono with C-R-O-N-O. It's like, what the fuck? It's, it's such a trip. It's, it's, but, God! It's maybe it was trip. character limits, but it's just like... It, it's... It's if annoying. it's character limits, then... Actually, no character has more than five letters in their name for the main characters, actually, now that I think about it. They're no. all five letters or less. Rob, Robo, Luca, Maria. Did you say Rob? Robo. You said Rob, and then you said Robo. It's Robo. Chrono, Maro, <laughs> Luca, Robo, Ayla, Frog, Makus. Yeah, they're all four or five letters. So maybe it is a character limit thing. No, no. Is anybody in Chrono Cross more than five letters? I don't think so either. What? We got, what, Surge? Surge is five. Kid. Surge, Lynx, Kid, um, Harl, Guile, Nikki, Viper, Pip. I think there might be somebody, but they're not coming to mind. Radius or you're right, radius, that's six letters. 
Okay, we got that solved. We can move on now. Uh, first time, Krona will stand up on his tippy toes and raise his hands up into the air uh, as magical energy swirls above him before it peters out uselessly. It's his casting magic animation. Nice. All right. So for mine, I had him uh, tripping, stumbling, falling into a time portal, and then coming right back out above, dropping right where he was. For a ton? Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Okay. Okay, no. everybody. For my friend... For my no, friend we're Jono's not doing this. First taunt. We're not doing this. Oh no, sheaths his Stop katana, it. faces the screen, and pumps his right arm up while leaping into the air, almost as if he had no. seen a ripe plate of lasagna. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> we are not doing this. No Garfield. Oh. Chrono sheaths his not sword. Today, huh? That's your taunt. All right, no, my second time. Chrono will unsheath his swords. It's his I'm going to mute you. I am muting you. Yeah. I'm muting That's... you. He's muted now. Ah, it feels good. Jesus Christ. I'm not doing that. No. Uh, for my second time, Chrono's going to quickly unsheath his sword and look at it as it shines with holy light before he resheaths it. Just run a chaotic stream of it. Trevor, what's your second time? I'm sorry, it's very distracting to have Jonathan droning in the background while I'm... Okay. You can um, mute him, too. That is a good point. That is a good point. Um, I, for my second taunt, I um, envisioned Karano uh, playing with a little bit of the lightning slash uh, light energy that he gained midway through the game. and okay. um, uh, Kind of Shooting a bit of a spark at the ground. All right. You know, I like the fun. fun so you one. have one where he just like shoots a spark at the ground from like he's like simply he's practicing with his magic. Where I have it just like he's channeling it above his head. Yeah. Okay. Jono, what is your second taunt? Let me pass the microphone back to Jono. Thank you. Oh hey, what's up? <laughs> so um, where where is my chrono? Oh, there it is. Yes. Chrono impersonates a chicken, balking as he turns back and forth. You ran out of ideas, didn't you? No, no. It, it's it's an animation Bullshit. from the fair. Bullshit. It's an animation. <laughs> Bullshit. The first thing was his victory animation. <laughs> and this is an animation from the fair. For my third taunt... Uh, Chrono will look shocked, made with a twinge of fear, in his widened eyes as he leans back with his arms held up above his hands, or up above his head, similar to one of the sprites he has in Chrono Trigger, where he's just like, oh my god, what? That was also my third taunt, so I'm going to spitball one, uh, oh, okay. right off the top of the dome piece here. So, um... Shoot, spitball, spitball, Trevor, spitball. Chrono spitball somebody. <laughs> Chrono pole uh, dances. One, one of uh, Chrono's uh, adventure, fellow adventures through the game appears alongside, and he... 
smacks their bottom. Tries to chat, but only dot 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 comes up as they talk to him. Okay. Jonah, okay. what is your third taunt? Chronos uh, spins around before dramatically falling to the floor, and then he props himself back up a moment later. Okay. Another thing, yeah. Now let's get to the victory poses. Uh, so you had this as a taunt. No. Uh, so, But my first victory pose for Chrono is that he's going to crouch that in place a couple times as he pumps his fist up in the air, just like his victory animation in Chrono Trigger. Makes sense for victory go. animation. It sure does. That was also what I went with for one. Okay, very good. So we very all did good. that, but one of us did it for a taunt instead of a victory pose. Right. It's iconic. Uh, okay, so so my first victory pose is that Chrono uh, has his sword sheath and rested at his side as he snores at a campfire with two of his allies from from his party. All right. For my second one, you guys remember the races that occur in the Millennial Fair and how one yeah. of them is a cat. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. the orange cat in the Millennial Fair races, named Cadillac, not like the car, uh, it'll run in from the screen as Chrono chases after them. Chrono will catch up to them about midway through the screen, grab Cadillac, and then hold them up above his head. Kind of like how in Zelda, you know, when you open the chest and you get a cool item and Link's just like, ha 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 ha. It's, a, it's that, but with the cat. <laughs> Alright, for my yeah. second one... Oh, were you going, Jonathan? Nope, it's you. No, go for it. No, okay, cool, cool. Um, for my second one, I have uh, the camera angling downward, looking up as uh, Kuno drops with a katana slash from the sky and then drops into a squatting cool pose like you would see in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. As he's like, <laughs> You want to demonstrate that pose for those of us who don't know the show? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Fucking nerd. Nice. Jonathan, <laughs> what's your second victory pose? Chrono so um, <laughs> uh, runs towards an open time gate that is uh, opened from behind him. Wielding a gate key, he closes the gate as he makes his way out. Okay. So he's Done. so he's escaping from the victory animation through time. Yep. Okay. For my third one, Chrono's going to spin in place with the sword, creating a cyclone of winds around him uh, a couple times. After a couple seconds of him doing this, Chrono will pause when he faces the screen again and slashes his sword to dissipate the wind. So, spin real quick, create a tornado, and then slash to get rid of it. Nice. My third one has him entering his uh, home in 1000 AD, uh, running up, jumping quickly into his bed, and falling asleep a all right. Okay, my third one. Uh, an, a time gate opens again beside Chrono, uh, and another Chrono comes running out of it. They look at each other with their mouths agape. That's good. Hmm. All right. It is a callback so, towards something. <laughs> it is. I don't know what that something is. Is I, Apparently I did not get far enough in Chrono Trigger or just don't remember it. Because I know I got to a point where I just got lost and I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do next so I just stopped playing. It's like I, I was even <laughs> trying to use a guide to figure it out. It's like, oh man, I can't figure out what, what, what I'm missing. 
fuck it. I'm moving on to another game. If you get to play it again, you should definitely try to get to that point and see what it's about. It's pretty interesting. I mean, I can, the plot. I can I can give you a quick rundown of why that was a toss. So to give it context, go for it. I mean, it's spoilers for a thirty plus for like a thirty year old game. But, skip, skip a minute uh, ahead if you don't want spoilers. Spoiler alert! Just about yes. So, um, Chrono dies. Oh, I know that. Yeah, and then they basically build a like freaking tulpa out of him. And therefore, there are two Chronos, and we have Schrodinger's Chrono. Done. They use a device called the Chrono Trigger to go and pull. (laughs) They swap his, like, double for him and sacrificing himself back in the past. (laughs) Wow, that's rude. That way, he's, like, suddenly not dead anymore. Yep. Okay. That brings the laurels of time travel, but okay. It's some real hyperbolic time chamber stuff going yeah, on there. There's something. All right, so we got nine tons, nine big explosives. We got to come to this down to three each. Any initial thoughts? Oh, no. uh, the main thing I figured is that, okay, we all said the one with his victory animation, so I figured that's going to be somewhere. I just whether or not it's a taunt or a victory pose kind of up in the air. Personally, I think it should be a victory pose. Just like it was in Chrono Trigger, but what do you guys think? I I get it. English. I agree. Yes. Okay. Trevor, <laughs> I would also concur with that. I, I I like that as a victory pose one. I, I just it makes me feel good having played the game and seeing that victory pose. Just that nostalgia. Yeah. English. Nostalgia good. I like it good. Be happy, see. All right. Uh, do we have any other strong leans on anything that we like? I know I like Jono's, uh, where he goes into the time portal and, like, leaves the victory animation. He's just like, all right, I did my thing. I'm out. Bye. But I don't know if we want to have two that use the time portal. It's the only thing. Mm-hmm. What if we had one that did that? And then split into different time frames doing different things on a random chance. That's just <laughs> an extra victory pose. True. So, like, uh, you add on to the bed one that you did then and have them visiting each time period, basically. And like racing random. cars with that uh, motorcycle centaur guy in the future. Or... Carl, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so and so. The only thing is, the victory poses aren't long. That's true. You don't like need we, a whole lot of time. Yeah, they, it's 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 a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, you just show like them on a road, or him sleeping, or him in front of the campfire for like the prehistoric time. Doesn't have to be a whole lot. Three seconds. That that's doable. It only takes half a second to animate going out of the portal. Okay. Well, I'm you're we're saying here that this animation is he goes from the victory screen into a portal, and we show another period that's randomly chosen, and he's just seeing that period or doing something in it, but it's a static screen. 
like where he's at. So therefore, it would loop the animation right after, cutting the actual like animated time to three seconds and just looping that part of the animation while the stats are going in the foreground. I feel like I've confused everybody. Uh, I, I'm trying to picture this in my head, and it's not gelling. It's like I, I'm not seeing how he goes into a portal, and it's just like, it's like the whole screen changes because that's not how the portal works. I, I I'm not envisioning this right. Maybe it's something we can workshop off off podcast and writing and then true, maybe true. for the sake of the podcast and brevity we can just choose I, I another couple for now and if we want to revisit it yeah the the only way i'm seeing it work in my head is if uh we already are seeing one of these locations and the time portal opens and chrono comes out of it and like goes back home or something that's the only thing that's working in my head if you like we, need... like we skip him leaving the victory animation entirely it just appears in one of the other places. If you make the uh, portal expand and then fade to white, then you can immediately put something in. But yeah, Jonathan's right. We can workshop it later. Okay. All right. What else do we have? Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I, I like the one of, of him disappearing in the time gate. Uh, on my side, we also had the campfire one, uh, and the and the d chrono double one, um, and that's kind of what I'm blanking on because I forgot everybody else's. Uh, I had the one where he catches the racing cat from the Millennial Fair, and then oh, yeah. him having like the swirling tornado that he just cuts his way through. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then Trevor, what were yours again? Uh, mine was the f first one was the same as Lister's. The second one was uh, going to the portal and going home, and mm -hmm. third one was what? What did I write down? I think that's where I lost the sauce on. Oh, okay. It's because you did the one. You had to come up with one off the top of your head. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're dealing with uh, six. Here's, here's I what I'm liking. Mm -hmm. I'm first of all, I mean, I like my cat one. I think that's funny, but uh, I mm -hmm. also like the idea of him. Like, like we see his house, we see his home, and he portals into it. And he just like plops onto bed. It's like, fuck, I'm tired. But also, <laughs> I kind of like that same idea, but with the campfire where he portals in and he sees two of his allies probably uh marlon luca because they're the main two uh, and they're like sleeping mm -hmm. extra campfire he just goes like yeah that looks like a good idea and he just leans against a rock and falls asleep <laughs> sure sure uh both are fairly prevalent in the game um i'm not sure which one we'd lean towards i, I agree that Pretty much just one would, would fit the bill there because they both are him sleeping. Yeah. Um, Trevor, uh, what? which one do you have a lean on? And, and I'm cool with either one making it forward, so. 
honestly, having the campfire with two other characters from the game seems like it's a bit more of an homage to, like, the actual gameplay story. Whereas, like, Chrono's house is not necessarily featured that much. Yeah, so I yours. I don't think the story yeah. ever takes you back to his house, does it? Not nah, that I, I recall. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, right. so campfire it is. So we got warping to the campfire. Unless we want to make unless we mm-hmm. don't want to make it a warp and he just sleep in there. Uh and then mm-hmm. the fist pump. Third victory pose. Yeah. Oh buddy. Uh cat. Cat's fun. Okay, cat, cat it is. Mm-hmm. Cat attack. It could be Cadillac. one of Trevor and Courtney's cats. Well, I I'm pretty sure it's it's just Cadillac on the race. Chrono yeah. catches Rory. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tons. We gotta pick these now too. Uh did anybody have any particular uh taunts that they really liked? Uh I kinda like I mean both Trevor and I we have ones where he's utilizing his magic. Mine just he's channeling above his head. But for Trevor's it's him kinda like practicing with it and he kinda like shoots a spark down to the ground. I'm imagining he probably has like a bit of a surprise look on his face probably. Yeah. Uh and I know and then I like the one on my words like literally the animation from the game. The surprised mm-hmm. look. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprised I definitely feel has to be in there. That's a classic. Alright. Is that your up taunt or was it uh it I have it down as a side taunt, but uh when it, whenever we whenever I put these on the wiki, I just rearrange based on what I use. I just put them wherever I think they okay. look good. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, I have an idea I could pitch to, to telegraph three, one from each of us. Okay, go for it. Uh, Trevor's magic one. Uh, that doesn't telegraph into it, but, you know, toss Trevor a bone with the magic one. Uh, then you're surprised as maybe an upper side, and my falling to the floor is another animation from the game as a doubt. Describe me go, the ah. Describe the following one to me again, because I wasn't following that one the first time. Got it. I'm gonna try and look up the the GIF so I can share it in the chat. But I know you can't look at it anyway. Um, he spins around dramatically, so I think it might actually be including his arms lifting into the air, if I recall, um, and falls to the floor. Then he then he comes back up a minute, like a moment later. I think that might be the only salvageable taunt that I have. Because one is the chicken blocking from the fair, which no one understood the vision on. I mean, uh, I don't think Trevor the... was talking shit on it. I was. Tre- Trevor, do you remember? You is that a thing or is John fucking with me? I'm not, I'm not paying attention to that. Trevor, is the chicken blocking a thing or is he making that up? I really don't remember this. It's also been years since I've played Chrono Trigger. Okay. But I, 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 the only thing I see when I see of chicken blocking in my mind's eye is the SpongeBob meme. So I, uh-huh. I, I don't think I don't think it is. I, I, I'm trying to look it up and see, but so far I'm not giving. Uh, well, well, somebody else made a taunt where he does that, apparently. So maybe it is a thing, because John is not the only one that came up with that. Oh! So I'm more inclined to believe that's a thing now. Okay. 
I'm trying to find a video, but oh my god. Okay, anyway. Uh, and then my other taunt was the victory pose, so that's obviously out of the picture. Trevor, what were your other taunts? I know there was one he where he's jumping through a portal and then quickly jumps back out. Uh, um, there was that. There was Spark the Mayor. Magic, and mm -hmm. there was... Oh, the I'd spitball like a, like a friend briefly appears. Oh, the friend chat. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like Lister's magic charge, to be completely honest. Apparently the mayor there. will give you 10 gold if you act like a chicken in front of him. There you go. Uh, we are sorry, Jonathan. You were correct. I am inclined to include the chicken blocking now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Victory. And all I had to do was wear Garfield. I'm going to burn that shirt. He's actually on his way out. See how he's he's kind of lost his luster. This is just a little pajama shirt any. now. Yeah. Well, he had stronger days. All right. All right. Are we happy with these taunts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To, just just to recap, we've got the shocked-looking one, shooting a spark at the ground, and the chicken balking. Uh, and then our victory poses are the victory animation, the cat, and uh, sleeping by the campfire. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into the real bitch of it all. The moveset. Trevor, why don't you start us off and give us your standard special, sir? My standard special was going to be a magic release. Now, as usual, I've tied my moves in with the unique factor that we tie in every time. So depending on what element chrono is currently channeling um it changes properties slightly so um charging so all elements require a slight half second charge before release but only after the element has been switched into and not switched out of and it releases a bolt of said element after the standard special button is pressed again, mm -hmm. um, it can be aimed slightly if you angle up or down with the control stick after standard special. But uh, since Chrono's element in the game is electricity, it is... <laughs> I'm being beaten to death very slowly with a very inefficient weapon. Just to let you know, guys. I think you stole his move. I'm just guessing. Um, yeah, so at first it's a lightning bolt <laughs> that is very thin and can... I'm going to put gravity with this lightning bolt arc, um, but not a whole lot. So it's kind of like Link's, uh, Link's bow. Uh, but when you when your element is water, it then pushes a fast but non-damaging jet that just pushes people away. If your element is fire, your um, projectile magic doesn't go very far, but it also uh, ignites people, like the super spicy curry would. If your element is shadow, then you release a very, very slow shadow orb that has very high knockback. And Mewtwo However, looks over pissed off. It's like, motherfucker stole my move. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's my standard special. All right. For mine, uh, well, no, you didn't. John, it was wrong. You didn't do what I did. Uh, my move set is kind of a whole concept. So we'll kind of see what happens here. But uh, I, I built this all around the tech system. All the special moves in the game. I built this around techs and how they work. So our standard special for Chrono that I self-developed is Wind Slash. So Wind Slash will have Chrono swing his blade upwards, which creates a crescent-shaped blade of wind that trolls through the air in a straight line. Uh, the projector will get smaller the farther it travels, but it also deals more damage the farther it travels. Mm -hmm. But that's not all that happens here. That's if you just press the special move button. If instead you hold it down, this move changes entirely. It is no longer Wind Slash. It is now X-Strike. We're bringing in the double text. So, by holding down the special button, Frog will appear uh, some distance above Chrono on the map. And if there's like a platform in the way, then he'll appear like a, a short distance away. Uh, but this move will now change it from being a projectile-based move to being a move where both Chrono and Frog will dash forwards in different directions. Though Chrono will go diagonally up, Frog will go diagonally down. X direct, they make an X. Naturally, if there's something, either an item or an opponent or something that's like at that cross section of where they would slash and join their attack together, extra damage is dealt there. That's the sweet spot of the move. You want to try and get the distance so that whoever you hit is in that X. All right. Baby, 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 baby. That's pretty cool. Frog does appear, and that makes me pleased. Now, how about you, Jono? Oh. How about I? How about I? Yes, how about you? Oh, you know what they say. Uh, my standard special is Cleave. So, Corona leaps forward and he cleaves down his katana. Uh, on its own, it deals decent damage and knockback and is one of the few uh, standard specials to bring the character forward to. You know, it's not a side or, or an up, but it's a can be seen as kind of a recovery or he's, char he's charging up and dashing maybe a few Kirby's forward, whatever. Uh, so that's a secondary recovery move. Charging the attack, however, uh, Chrono will leap further and hit harder. Uh, but it won't be the only change at full charge. Uh, give Chrono um, a full charge with this move and one of his party members either Marl or Luca will appear with Chrono. Uh, they will lift their arms up and bless his sword with, with uh, ice or fire. Uh, if Chrono's sword connects with an opponent, uh, with Marl blessing it with ice, it'll be like they're hit by a Mr. Freezy. If it's uh, Luca who appears and blesses it by breaking out her flamethrower and shooting it at his sword, uh, it'll instead be similar to like a less powerful bomb. Uh, so like Roy's flare blade, but maybe a little less devastating. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. Turkeys, Doctor Doom. Cadillac. <laughs> Cadillac, yeah. All right, Trevor, what is Maybe your side special? Drink. My side special, it operates in a way that's similar to your X-Slash, whereas it's uh, 
it's a side moving special where um, it's affected by once again by the element that Chrono has. So if your element is water as per se, then it is exactly your X slash. Um, if your element is lightning, then instead of slashing forward, uh, Chrono is thrown forward by Isla in the boulder toss style animation and arcs a bit more upward in trajectory than X slash. If your um, element is fire, then uh, Chrono is propelled directly forward and sometimes uncontrollably by uh, Robo's fist. And if your element is shadow, then uh, Chrono disappears into a black hole and reappears about three Chrono links away immediately where the black hole he steps out of does uh, slight damage to anybody that's caught in it. Very cool. I like how we all have the party members appear with Chrono. Uh, speaks to the French. Okay. Hello. Uh, What's up? <laughs> just, just in time for um, your side special. All right. Well, my side special is going to be Cyclone. It's another one of the Chrono's single texts. So Chrono's mm -hmm. been rapidly spinning around himself uh, with a sword outstretched around him, allowing him to slash opponents next to him several times. This is kind of similar visually to both uh, Rob's arm rotor and Link's spin slash, but it doesn't get him up into the air, so it's more akin to uh, roto arm. And by tilting the control stick, you can kind of like go a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. Like with wind slash, though, if instead of just tapping the button, you hold it down for a second, the move changes into supersonic spin, another one of Chrono's double techs. This time around, Robo mm -hmm. will appear from below Chrono and will hoist Chrono up onto his shoulders. At this point, the move plays pretty much the exact same way as Cyclone, except now Chrono is taller because he's standing on top of Robo's shoulder, so there's more range to the attack, and Robo is also holding up his arms at the same time as they spin around together, so better height and more damage at the same time. Because the move is now supersonic spin. Very nice. Uh, my side special is Cyclone, one of Chrono's single techs. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, and I have it where he, he's moving forward about three Kirby's in distance when uncharged, uh, can deflect projectiles really quickly, uh, and Chrono will even be able to move into the around in the air and move around kind of like an actual cyclone the further that the move is charged. Um, now, at full charge, Robo appears, and Chrono will stand on Robo's shoulders and hold out his arms as they as they spin around for dear life. Uh, and extends the moves even further. Uh, Robo is like this heavy metal hitbox. It's good times. Uh, unique move, yes. We have the exact same concept, don't we? Yeah. Well, singles and doubles, maybe triples if, if you're feeling zesty. We'll see how that goes. All yep. right. Trevor, why don't you go ahead and give us your up special now? My up special. So before I had worked into the elemental aspect, I had this as antipode jump. Okay. Which is not a move that Chrono usually has, but... Um, Considering that I had incorporated the elements, um, it's going to be 
well, and elemental geyser. So, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of variation that can come a lot out of it, except for that uh, lightning elemental. Um, Chrono can move diagonally um, like Pikachu, but tw twice. For water elemental, it's a large shot straight upward. For fire elemental, there's a controlled upward burn with flames below Karano that lasts for about two seconds. And we're talking slow like uh, Bowser's spin. Okay. And then for shadow element, it would be akin to uh, Mewtwo's uh, teleport. It, except there's no damage for this, and it leaves... Um, Chrono in the helpless state after he's ripped upward. Mewtwo, again, off the side. What the fuck, man? You're stealing my moves. That's twice now. <laughs> What's next? Confusion? Mm, How funny, yes. considering that's one of Chrono's moves. <laughs> I mean, it's like Frenzy, right? Yes, actually. Because they localized it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so up special, my turn now. So my up special is Cleave. So for Cleave, you know, Chrono will leap high up into the air, and you know, once he's at the peak of his jump, he's going to draw his sword, and he's just going to start diving downwards to an opponent below him, like so many other up specials are in Smash. There's a lot of them that do the same kind of mm -hmm. idea. Uh... Okay, I lost the line I was reading there. Whoops, okay. Uh, but then, you know, like my other two, if you hold down the button for a couple for a second or two, the move changes into a double tech. This time it's Fire Sword. Uh, instead of like how Jono has his cleave where Maro or Luka can appear, I'm assuming 50-50 at random. Uh, for this one, it's just Luka will appear for this one. Luka is going to uh, imbue uh, Chrono's sword with fire as he's leaping up. So flames will kind of like trail with him, but they're really synesthetic. They're not a, they're not damaging flames. But then when he uh, leans downward and either hits an opponent or hits the stage, there is a burst of fire that will erupt on contact with the ground or opponent. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Very nice. How about you? Uh, my, Yes, 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 of course, indeed. My up special is Falcon Strike. Uh, Chrono dashes upwards, and he has a trail of after images following him as he slashes into the air in a, in a frenzy. Uh, so his sword's hitbox kind of just wildly surrounds him during the move, and it staves off a lot of melee attacks and projectiles along the way. Um, uncharged, it takes him about as high as Marth's Dolphin Slash and about as quickly as well. Uh, charge it, and Isla will appear. Um, and she'll just grab him and just yeet him upward, just throw him high into the sky. Um, and he's encapsulated in kind of like a fiery white magic as he slashes around. Uh, so this allows him to travel about a half pace higher. Uh, so like 1.5 times as, as high as Dolphin Slash. Um, and then he engages in free fall at the end, at the end of the move. Uh, whereas he can just cancel out of the standard you know, just after image, quick trip up, kind of like an upwards box illusion, uh, as he cuts out of his standard version. Uh, so again, he can cancel out of the standard and charge his free fall. 
All right. Uh, Trevor, why don't you go ahead and give us your down special now? It's Hickam, isn't it? Yeah, he's muted. Oh, sorry. I forgot I was on push to talk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, that's that's pathetic, Trevor. Okay. So um, my down special was going to be cleave out as well, but after incorporating elemental attributes, I decided to use the elemental strikes uh, for this. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it would be the same as the um, standard special cleave that Jonathan introduced earlier, mm -hmm. except for that, once again, the elements change the property slightly, mm -hmm. and it just affects the shockwave around where Krano is hitting. So water... Elemental will cause a splash after the initial area is hit. Fire will cause uh, <clears throat> two small flames to burst, kind of like Roy's down special held. Uh, shadow will just cause high knockback. And then lightning will cause a brief stun period after being hit directly with the sword. Also, after this attack is done, then Chrono's uh, regular attacks are imbued with this element for five seconds. Nice. Okay. Uh, before uh, I get it... into... Hmm? Nothing. Okay. Uh, before I get into my announcement, I really wanted to note like, um, how I was kind of approaching some of these. And I couldn't do this for every single one. but I Because tr the double text in Chrono Trigger... Uh, they require two specific single texts from both participating characters in order to use them. Uh, X-Strike is one that I kind of had to meddle with a little bit because Wind Slash isn't used in anything. Uh, but X-Strike is Cyclone and Slurp, and Slurp Slash from Frog. Whereas uh, Fire Sword is Cleave and Fire. Um, then Supersonic Spin is Cyclone and Laser Spin. So I was able to match it up correctly with some of these, but I couldn't really do it with everything because just the way things map out. But uh, for my down special, we are now going to be doing Frenzy. So for Frenzy, Krono will perform a short dash forwards. If he, if he strikes an opponent, he will unleash a storm of frenzied eh, sword strikes upon them. If Krono, and these are going to be like pretty high damage attacks, he's just like essentially trapping you in this little attack and hitting you for high damage. But, it's a risky attack. If Chrono misses with this attack, then he will fall to the ground in a crumple state and take damage from his own rage. I came up with this concept because the original name for the move Frenzy in the SNES version of the game was Confuse. So I thought that kind of made some sense. Plus the animation kind of looks like he's stuck in a rage-fueled Frenzy. So I was like, sure, why not? Like everything else, there's a double tech attached to this. If you hold down the button, Mara will appear as this move turns into Ice Sword. Ice Sword works with Cleave in the game, but I couldn't really match it with anything. But for this version, uh, with Mara, she'll imbue Chrono's sword with ice magic, so that when he's um, using Frenzy now against somebody, it's going to do less damage overall, but has a high chance to freeze the opponent when the attack is over. Much like the original version of Frenzy, however, there is a drawback. If Chrono misses, he will take damage, but instead of crumpling to the ground, he will have a high chance of being frozen. Nice. You done done did it. I did. And now for my down special. 
which is Wind Slash, which if I recall showed up somewhere. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it did yeah. Okay, okay. Chrono uh, slashes downwards with his sword, and he releases a verdant slice of wind that travels forward. Uh, again, a few a few character lengths forward, uncharged. Fully charged, the gust will travel about twice as far and dish out more damage. Uh, the further that it comes from, that the further that it travels from Chrono, uh, it'll deal out a little more. Um, Magus appears, which is non-canonical because yeah, he does he not have a double no double text at all of. He doesn't have any of which the is he yeah no double text, which is bizarre. But um, so so it goes. But here, um, I decided to have Magus assist Chrono with Dark Mist, so. Uh, changing the the wind's properties to to kind of like shadow shadow effects um so it deals persistent shadow damage with slowdown um imbued into the wind slash that that is sent out uh and so it deals a little extra knockback uh and it's just a, a very quick kind of keep away move uh there you go okay mm-hmm Final smash time. Oh, Lord. Trevor. I have a Delta Force as my final smash for Grano. After activating this final smash, uh, both uh, Meryl and Luca uh, appear and quickly run in a triangle formation from Grano and start charging their respective elements. Uh, white triangle line is then formed between the three and any opposing character that is within that will then be sent into the screen where uh chrono meryl and luca work together to charge a multi-elemental blast and do 40 damage with high knockback to everybody inside as they are trapped in the magical in-between vortex zone from uh where uh, Chrono learns his magic. All right. Cool. So my final smash originally was Delta Force. But then I decided, you know what? Why stop there? And then I make it that I was going to make it Delta Spin Strike. And I was going to combine two triple techs together. But then I decided, why stop there? <laughs> So I give you Delta Strike Omega. Here's oh, okay. A large time gate will appear in front of Chrono. And I'm talking big. Any opponents that uh, are either in that space or, like, it hangs open for, like, second, second and a half, somewhere in that total range. Maybe that enters that field before, uh, while it's up, we become trapped. The mm -hmm. time gate will close. Collapsing on itself as we transition to a cinematic. The end of time. <laughs> there, Chrono yeah. and his entire party are waiting. We begin with Chrono, Marl, and Luca using Delta Force, creating a triangular prism of magical energy that goes from fire to ice to lightning, striking everybody in its in its zone with that kind of magical damage. As this occurs, Frog, Robo, and Ayla are using their own triple tech, Spin Strike, which sees Robo and Ayla running around rapidly around the magical prism 
as Frog leaps up into the air, and like the dragoons of Final Fantasy, he will just land, go back up, land, go back up, <laughs> land, go back up, just stabbing at the opponents as they're being burned, frozen, and shocked alive. How he's immune to this, don't know. We'll just say it's the power of friendship. But here's where there's more to it than that. <laughs> as the magical prism is fading away and Frog is landing his final jump, a triangle... A, why did I say that word? A triangle that seems to be reflecting the cosmos itself appears on the ground below the fires. As a dark wave of energy pulses upwards... Sending Frog flying away because it's funny. And the camera cuts away, or not cuts away, but it, it pans back to show Magus standing alone because he has no double sex with anybody else. And he, he does have some triple text, interestingly enough. Uh, but it pans over to Magus, who's just laughing. Get, doing, he's doing his laughing animation from Chrono Trigger because uh, they didn't invite him to the party, but he showed up anyways. Uh, and the movie that he's specifically using, I have to check it real quick. Uh, Dark Matter, I believe, is the attack that he's using. I called it. I called his part of it Omega because uh, one of his triple texts is Omega Flare, but it's not oh, yeah. exactly Omega Flare because that's more of a a satellite guided laser. What the fuck? <laughs> but Omega sounds cool in calling the move Delta Strike uh, Dark or Matter. Or, didn't didn't flow. So I went with Delta Strike Omega. Originally, Magus wasn't involved. And I was just like, you know what? Let's have mm -hmm. him just show up because he feels like it. Bring the boy in. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And interestingly enough, I pulled back a little bit on this Final Smash. It's the only one that's not CGI, very least. Uh, so that's where I'll... That's the hill that we can die on with it. Uh, it's Luminaire. Okay. It's 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 Luminaire. Chrono raises his hands as he lifts upward towards the sky. Uh, beams of light kind of pierce through him as he begins to float, and it culminates in this massive green energy blast that just emerges from his body. So as it does, the screen is occasionally flashing white, uh, and it kind of obscures movement for a few seconds for his opponents. Uh, and spans about three quarters the size of battlefield. Uh, trap spells caught in it, caught in it, um, and then brings them in towards Chrono, like kind of like a black hole pull for one lar for one final more concentrated explosion with heavy knockback and done. All right, extra skills, Trevor. I, I feel like I have an idea of what yours is. Why don't you go ahead and explain it to us? Nah, I think you guys should really try to figure it out based upon, like, little breadcrumbs that I sprinkled in, you uh, know? Is it... Um, hang on, let me get this, let me get this. Um, he loses his ability to jump for 10 seconds, but... He also gets incredibly increased uh, weight, so it's harder to launch him off the stage. You're very, very close. Damn it. Very close. Fuck. See, it's essentially that, but not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not that at all. Wow. Um, yeah, my extra skill 
was going to be. Uh, element changes. Since um, every character has their own element in the game, and those play a whole lot into doing the double and triple techs that are part of what's fun to mix in the game. I really wanted Chrono to be able to have access and mix and match at any moment, so I wanted to give him the ability to um, be able to um, shield B to on-the-spot switch an element and switch the properties of all of his attacks. So it's almost like, also, there's four varieties of Karano that you can go for uh, based upon which friend is uh, backing him up. But yeah, that's... I, I... don't think I have to explain too much further. If you guys have questions, please. Uh, I mean, he's between. I, I, I assume by. I assume default he's lightning. I assume. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then I'm guessing the order probably goes in wa- fire, water, and then sh- uh, shadow. Or am I missing an element? Yes. Those. That was the element pattern I had. Okay. Yeah. I assume that because the order of party members. Yeah. That's. Exactly how it went. Okay. Poor Robo and Ayla. Hmm. Oh, well, double elements. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Shaho Dune appears. Oh, yeah, he eats his eyeball, too. And then he throws it at you. And it's magically charged. He encourages elements. Chrono to do the same. Yeah, and then Chrono gets a really cool eye patch. I would just say... <laughs> I understand why Robo doesn't get any magic affinity, but I feel like Ayla got robbed. Ayla there could have be had so Earth much Element. Earth Element would have made a lot of sense. Especially with Boulder Toss already there. Yeah. It's not hard to reach for, right? Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's like, I get their explanation of, oh, magic didn't exist in her time yet. It's like, okay. Bullshit. <laughs> Why not make it exist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird to have two party members that can't do magic. Eh. Personal nitpick. I mean, I I get it, like trying to balance learning to balance the party, like early RPG wise, but like But you've already got that, Robo by that point. Yeah. Robo's true, in your party true. then. Wow. Uh, speaking of magic, though, and Ayla, uh, my extra skill, uh, here we're getting into the use of magic. Chrono's gonna use lightning. He's going to channel a bolt of lightning through his sword, before he swings it forwards, and he just sends a bolt of electricity that flies straight forwards horizontally. Uh, it's just gonna, you know, like, a medium distance, you know, it moves quick, and, but Chrono also cannot span this attack. So he can't just go, like, zap, 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 it's not a box blast kind of situation. He's got to wait a bit before he can, you know, just, like, mm-hmm. send another one. But, of course, there's a double tech attached to this one. And who has a double tech attached to Chrono's Lightning that also hasn't been used yet? Which should be fucking easy, because Magus doesn't have double techs at all. Ayla. Ayla. Thank you. Uh, so, for this one, with its double tech, Ayla will appear in front of Chrono. So, we've had one that appears below, above, two that appear, like, just next to his side, and now one's going to appear in front of him. Chrono will fire the electric bolt into Ayla. No. Ayla is essentially going to be supercharged by this, as she used the move Thunder Chomp. 
So Ayla is going to just like run and pounce forwards like a fucking wild animal that's just like got lightning zipping all around her body as a terrifying force. And if she's able to latch onto, if she's if she runs into an opponent, she will jump onto them and just like bite down on them in like general shoulder area, and just deal multiple hits of electric damage. Uh, if you if you are a Street Fighter player and you know Blanca, it's that where Blanca latches onto mm-hmm. and just like bites down and uh, electrocutes the fuck out of you. That's what Ayla's doing here. Thunder Chomp. Yeah. Nice. 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 That's okay. crazy. Let's wrap cool. this baby up mm. with my extra skill, lightning. <laughs> Shocking. But you've already used it, so yeah. what's, what's happening here? Yes. So Chrono, uh, you know, he summons the blue boat of lightning that comes crashing down. It's really fast, blah, blah, blah. Charge the move. Not Ayla, but Frog will appear. Um, as he is hit with bolt, a bolt of lightning uh, that catches onto his sword, Masamune, uh, and he dishes, so he jumps around using Spire as he's caught up in lightning, slashing at his opponents as he leaps around the stage uh, and eventually disappears. Done. All right. <laughs> So we all had a similar idea of involving Chrono's allies with those attacks. Jono and I went the probably the more direct route with uh, the double text and summoning his friends next to him. Uh, Trevor, you went with the uh, uh, elemental changes, uh, representing technically most of the party because poor Robo and Ayla mm-hmm. got robbed. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I. This might be one of the most difficult ones we've had before, in my opinion, because all three of our concepts, I think, get broken by each other. I don't know how... Like, I think Jono and I, we can kind of meld it a bit. We uh, Some characters have to, like, be swapped around different places, but I that sounds like a mess. <laughs> what do you guys think is... Um, oh, God. I only see one potential solution here, and I don't like it based on how we do the show. But I want to hear what you guys think first. Honestly? Oh, you can go ahead. Oh, no, you you, you said honestly, so you can go first. I want you to have your Billy Joel moment. Well, honestly, like, like most of the times when we do this episode, I just think of the cool ideas that I can couple with a unique ability... And forget to think that these things need to be able to mix and match at the end of the episode. We, we've had that problem a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely acknowledge Not that for sure. And yeah, those ideas can definitely be implemented without said ability. But then it just also turns them back into uh, upward special save. Wind slash, yeah, uh, magic bolt, and cleave, which are things that you guys have as well. So we could probably distill what I have back into those to make for simplicity's sake, and then just have the idea of the elements as presented as a possible unique ability. I have an idea. What's your it idea? It is. 
because most of Trevor's moveset veers into a different territory than ours and exists in its own plane. <laughs> As you said, it's not how we do the show. We can have two movesets uploaded to, to Smashtopia. One being Trevor's, which is very correct and valid in itself and deserves to have a spot. And the other being you and I deliberating how to pare down ours into a singular set. That is more or less where my mind was at. Because, like, <laughs> like I, I hate it because, you know, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to take our ideas and, like, meld them together. But I also never like it when one person just gets shut out. I hate that. Because this is supposed to be a collaborative mm -hmm. effort. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying, Trevor, that, like, that you are the reason behind this at all. Because you, you mentioned, like, we have to have things that can meld together. Uh, the last episode we did this for, we did a, uh, a redo of Byla's booth set. Uh, Jado and I both came up with moves that's again that were not strictly easy to combine together based on the concepts that we went with. We were able to, but it took a little bit of work. And I actually created two movesets for Byleth, and one of them had to be completely tossed out because it did not jive with everything else that we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened with uh, Eric and his moveset for Lynn as well was difficult yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Lynn was a very difficult one to work beyond. Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, I, I just boneheaded it and forgot about the whole aspect of, like, wait, we gotta... We gotta yeah. choose one. You need to make something that's choosable. Yeah. Um, it, so it I, I definitely, I definitely have uh, kind of shirked my responsibility there, and I'll admit that. So I, 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 will... I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, don't blame yourself on that. That you came up with a very unique concept. Uh, in the all honesty, might be what's more likely to happen in Smash, uh, except mm -hmm. you know, Smash doesn't have an extra skill, but they'd probably just kill off one of the other moves and put up the down special because that's what they do. Uh, Sak Sakurai, it's very Sakurai to do something like, oh, they all taught Chrono their elements so he can do them too, because I don't want to summon extra character models. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be that fun more or less happened with a couple of... Sorry? It'd be fun to have multiple character models, but yeah, expensive. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to make a... Yeah. I mean, I have a summoning character on the wiki, uh... The, the summoner character from Fire Emblem Heroes, I made him a moveset. In each of his moves, he summons a different character based on a weapon type. And they do a different attack. Yep. That's pretty yeah. cool. I was going to say, it pretty much happened to me this season, too, with a couple of our characters. Like, mm. Poochie, I was almost entirely shut out of the moveset on. And we adapted, I think, Pup Toss into an up special because that's just how it works out sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes and it's hard to melt things too, together. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so here, here's what I'll do for the sake of R3 is the only real unique thing I would add if I take out that extra ability would be, um, basically the, uh, pop-up jump. So let's mm -hmm. say that that's the only thing that we would consider and go from there. And I doubt we would consider it because you guys have some pretty cool ideas for up special. Remind me what pop-up jump was. That was the elemental jump up that has different properties depending on different elements, but it essentially it's uh, some semi-quick upward 
with some side maneuverability upward movement. So it does it only go up or does it come back down as well? Uh, it comes back down as well, and you're in so, free fall after use. Okay, so that sounds like my cleave then, or very similar to it. Yeah, so okay. I don't think I bring anything all that unique for that, so I, I think we can effectively and safely just go between year two and uh, consider those, and it would pretty much still encompass yep. what I had thought to. Okay. Trevor, it was fine having you on the show. Um, yep, uh, we'll see you next to... time. No, Adrian, just kidding. <laughs> no, just Hi. kidding. Just kidding. No, 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 no. We're... You're you're a voice worth having. Still, we we can use your help. Um, okay. Well, I think that it's yeah. Let, let's move forward that way then. All right. Breaking our own rules. Let's do it. So, Jono, <laughs> let's talk about our move sets then. At this point, I guess. So, just going to do a very quick rundown of what they all are. Uh, my standard was Wind Slash into Extract with Frog. So my side was Cyclone into Supersonic Spin with Robo. My up special was Cleave yep. into Fire Sword with uh, Luca. My down special is Frenzy into Ice Sword with Marl. Uh, and my extra skill was Lightning into Thunder Chump with Ayla. And my final smash was Delta Strike Omega, which involved everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My standard was Cleave, which incorporates elements of Ice Sword and Fire Sword. Um, kind of interchangeable, happens one after another. So, you know, go one charge has Mara with Ice Sword, the next charge will have Luca with Fire Sword. Okay. Uh, side is Cyclone. Uh, charge it up, and Robo appears, and, and they do the things almost entirely. It's very Literally, much. Yeah, we have the exact same one there. Yeah, so that's easy. Let's let's move that on. Uh, up special is Falcon Strike uh, using a What the fuck who, is who Falcon Strike? Because like, I don't see that anywhere on the wiki. Uh, it's the one with him. Oh, here. That, that okay. It's, okay. I see. It's just straight up the double tech. It's, there's not a single tech before it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where I was confused. Got it. Okay. okay that's That's fair. Uh, down, my down special is Wind Slash, uh, with Magus breaking cannon, um, using Dark Mist to help him on, on the charge. Final smash was Luminaire, uh, a solo tag. And extra skill is Lightning, but instead of Ayla being there, it is Frog. Uh, same thing, except instead of chomping, he's kind of just jumping around and, and slashing around. Okay, there's, there's a few things I think we can do right out of the gate. Number Supersonic one. spin and cyclone. The what? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The side special, obviously, it's the same freaking thing. We'll move it forward. Uh, number two, extra skill is literally almost exactly the same as well. I like yours better because the imagery of Ayla chomping on people is funnier. I I concur with that. Uh, Final smash. One is not necessarily better than the other, but I think that yours is yours encompasses the idea of the moveset better, where uh, you're having all of the party members come in. That that's kind of the vibe of the of the all the special. So I'd like to move that one forward as well. Okay. Um, that's the easy stuff. Yes. We still have a down and up and a standard, although. 
my up uses Ayla already, mm-hmm. so that might be an easy end for your up. But and your it, up is Cleave, which is my standard. Which is a domino effect. It's like, as soon as you pick one, you pick them all, it mm-hmm. feels like. Unless we can, mm-hmm. like, look really quick at the other techs that are involved. But I don't remember them all offhand enough. Like, And I'd have to pull up a video to see all the animations. Mm-hmm. Let's see, your cleave. And then what the side is, X slash on your end and Cyclone on uh, mine. Stan- standard oh, on my end is wind slash, X slash. Right, 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 right. Standard is wind slash, X slash. Down is wind slash on my Jesus Christ. Yeah, we... <laughs> We, we did this before with, with a, another character or two, where we had the same literal domino effect type thing. It's like, okay, the way that we both structure these moves, as soon as we pick one move, we pick all the moves. It happened with Gengar, which was a long discussion. I, I think Violet had, uh, had it to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not uh, sure if it happened Gengar to this full. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Um... Uh, mm, yeah. So your cleave with Luca, you're down with the uh, good lord. Okay. How do we do this? <laughs> Trevor, let me let's put it this way. Trevor, what do you think about our two movesets and how they are set up uh compared to another another? Comparatively, um Honestly, Lester, I really like all of the double, triple tech, or mostly double tech, incorporated into your movesets. Not only that, but like in terms of like a fun, slightly competitive idea for that sweet spot move for your um, X-Strike. Even though it's just a small detail that we could really add to like either of the X-Strike implementations. Mm-hmm. The fact that you've considered this with the move, um, I just feel like if I were playing Chrono, that, that that would be a whole lot of fun to set up and get. And I, I just yeah, it would want to. the The funny thing about the move is that uh, until I actually sat down to write it down in better detail today, uh, I had my mind like, okay, so a Frog appears next to Chrono, and they both dash out at an X. And as I'm writing this down, I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't make an X. This makes a V. Because they're next to each other. Fuck. How do I fix this? Frog just appears magically in the air above him. Fuck it. Done. <laughs> I, I was just like, I. this is the next strike. How do I fix this? Mm-hmm. See. Yeah, there's that. But also, I, I like Jonathan's cleave idea. Um... What, what was the difference between our cleaves? Oh, that's right. Yours was, yours was like a... Air. Yeah, your, yours wasn't a jump. Yours was just like a dash forwards. Yeah. It was both. It, it, was, uh, it was kind of a... Uh, it was not a traditional jump, but you're, you are jumping a few feet into the air, so there's a little upwards trajectory. But yeah, it's, it's mostly a dash forward. All right, all right. I kind of like the movement yeah. with that cleave. Um... I mean, if we were to take that, then obviously that locks us out of upward options. But 
Unless we use your, your jump. <laughs> I mean, we could also workshop something really cool together. Like, what if we did a live brainstorming of an up special? <laughs> We'd have to do it very quick because we are running extremely low on time. Okay. Uh, well, um, that's up to you guys, I guess. The I only think... thing I would be able to think of off the top of my head is is something that adapts the, the top end of the Falcon Strike with just the after image kind of Fox Illusion ripoff. That's the, that's the only starter I could think of. By that, are you saying give the afterimage effect to my up special cleave, or are you saying something else? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Frankly, it's um, just starting the move up with that, and uh, I, I guess something else. Um, it, it, I'm just posing Falcon Strike and be Falcon Strike, but where do you, what party member would you use if Ayla's already in use? That's I the mean, difficult part. Nobody, because yeah. that's Ayla's double tech. Mm hmm. Can it be Cadillac that comes in and just throws Chrono? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the mayor? It, it can or be Chrono's, the. Uh, Chrono's it, mom? It can be the cavewoman uh, girl in Chrono Cross who's Ayla's ancestor. Oh, there you go. Because they, they be went Lutar there. From the Super Mario Bros. 3 show. Okay. I mean, okay. Eddie the Mean Old yeah, They did some weird crosses with Trigger and Cross, as far as I remember. Yeah. The interesting thing is, I played Somehow Cross, I didn't know about Trigger when I played Cross, so I'm just like, I don't know what this means. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, good lord. At this point, looks like we're into the old Texas draw, my friends, where uh, our movesets seem to be. <laughs> relatively incompatible with one another's. I did mention this. Yes. So, at this point, what are we saying? Is Trevor's moveset being separately uploaded and mine and yours? Honestly? And if that happens, which one is canon to this episode? I All mean... of them. It's a multiverse. <laughs> he time travels. Like, when I was oh saying earlier God. that I had one solution... <laughs> And then I didn't like it because of the nature of how we do these episodes. You responded saying that we split Trevor's moveset out and that we, you and I work on it. But in my mind, I was actually going to suggest we all submit our own separately because there's no way to combine these. It's The oh. only thing we can combine <laughs> is the taunts and victory poses and whatnot. What if yeah. our movesets were if the timelines branched differently for Chrono Trigger? And each of them represents different things that would have happened, you know? They're We're various. also getting very Marvel here. They're very Mmm. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, someone call in Jonathan. The prime timeline has been broken. The rules are shattering. He who remains has fallen. I cannot believe that this just happened. <laughs> what else can we do? What can we do here? I know. Like... Like, again, it's the way these moves are set up. It's yours, yours, or mine. There's there's not a good way that any of these can be combined. I mean, the only, the only way that we can combine anything is we take one person's moveset, but we give them somebody else's final smash. That's it. That's the only possible mm -hmm. way to do it. Mm-hmm. And but I would honestly... Like yeah. yeah, I would yeah. honestly rather see all three of us 
get our full moveset to be put up on the wiki because anything else is a bastardization and it hurts any mm -hmm. of our movesets honestly so that means so that means hour of workshopping yeah yeah that means that this whole episode doesn't matter <laughs> And it also means that, hey, all of our taunt and victory poses, we're just going to set them in with what we created initially. Because oh there's no point in combining them. So, Trevor, I hope you wrote mm -hmm. down good notes. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. Because either you'll have to put it up on the wiki yourself, or you'll have to give them to one of us, and we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. give it to one of yeah. us, since we can format it. All I right. mean, yeah, it... You guys give me formatting tools. Or... Oh, yeah, easy. We'll talk about it after this is over. Um, oh, cool. As since we are running out of time, though, I'm just gonna go ahead and confirm real quick: Are we all good with this plan to post three yes. separate Chrono move sets to the wiki? <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. All right. So then we got two, three more things technically to discuss. First of all, any unique traits, uh, extra jumps in the air, wall jumping, crawling, any of that. Uh, I didn't give him anything of that sort. Looks like Jono didn't. What about Me you, Trevor? Nothing? No, cool. I didn't. We all agree. Ha ha! Joy. Uh, and then <laughs> alternate, alternate costumes. Uh, for me, uh, all my, you know, the recolors, but the recolors based on specific characters. So I've got, obviously, you know, Maro, Luca, Frog, Robo, Ayla, Magus. But then I also decided to throw in Surge and Kid from Chrono Cross. And then, maybe a bit of a wild one. I considered Lynx, but instead I decided to do a Lavos themed color outfit Ooh, yeah uh did you guys have anything specific for your costumes yes uh like you all the party members i didn't go the chrono cross route instead i had a lavos one as well um as well as slash and chrono's mom all right all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and home stage yes home stage uh, I did the Millennial Fair because I thought that it's the nice. first place you go to in the game. It's less of a place, more of an event. So it's like it's that the town square that as the Millennial Fair is going on. So you'll see the race going on in the background uh, with Cadillac mm -hmm. and the others. You'll see like the little fortune teller's tent. You'll see uh, Gato singing, and you know maybe it'll be kind of like what Magicant does. Uh, maybe there'll be like time portals opening up in the, in the sky showing you different events that happen in Chrono Trigger like from the different time periods like you might see the characters racing or you might see something from the prehistoric time you know just some little fun mm -hmm. things to throw in there because why the fuck not yeah yeah uh, mine is the epic you're you're fighting upon it as it travels through time uh, kind of northern cave-ish where it was like a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on in the background, not a whole lot in the foreground. Uh, so you're going from 65 million BC all the way to the end of time. Every every single little portion of, of space that you travel through is represented as you fight on the ship. Uh, that fair, by the way, Millennial Fair, uh, I think one of the best openings in, in RPG It's history. really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. It is. Like, you can skip all of it, really, if you want to. Just go straight to, uh, just go straight to Luca. But why would you? Unless you're speedrunning. It, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a stage in mind, Trevor? Yeah. So mine wasn't anything nearly as uh, 
fun or all inclusive as what you guys had. I just wanted to have prehistory as the stage. Uh, playing through the game, that was the part that kind of imprinted most upon me. Hmm. And mm-hmm. just personally, I, I with like the Lavos meteor falling around this time, with the uh, fights between the cave people and the lizard people, and I kind of get a kick out of the uh, boss lizard person um, Mm -hmm. as a bit of comedic relief while being evil. (laughs) Um, I kind of would like to see them worrying in the background or different little things that happen during the prehistory portion of Chrono Trigger. Plus, like, Eighth Dinosaur is pretty fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, holy cow. So... Uh, that's it then. We've all got our own Chrono Move sets. Uh, some similarities, some differences. I think the real question to ask here is which one is Chrono and which one's the Tulpa? <laughs> hey. Now there's two of them, too. There's our canon explanation for why there's multiple Chronos. We've done it. We hey, saved the day. Just say they're our own. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> All mm. right. So uh, I think that's the end of this one. Uh, next time we're doing our penultimate Smasher Dash episode of the season, and you know we like to make it be pick some characters that are little odd choices, uh, and then also just like appearing of non-video game characters because yeah, fuck it. Why not? Mm -hmm. We'll see you all then. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.